Episode 46, Workflow Update. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete that as appropriate. I am Chad Lemon here, your host for this episode of Ministry Bits. Episode 46, we're going to be talking about workflows today. And what I mean by workflows is that I mean by what am I using, what kind of gear I'm using, what kind of apps I'm currently using. We're going to call this update number one and uh, or 1.0 if you want to talk in computer speak a little bit there. Uh, really appreciate uh, Eric and uh, Stephen coming on the show and talking about Android. And uh, we had a really good discussion with them about the stuff that they used. If you enjoyed uh, going to the... Um, other side of the fence there, um, please let me know and uh, sound off. Shoot me an email at the website or uh, send me a Facebook message. And don't uh, be shy about that. And if you want to come on the show and talk about your Android experience or anything like that, we really appreciate it. We're going to be focusing uh, back on, we're actually going to focus on the iPad uh, next in the next few episodes, we're going to be talking about working with only the iPad. I want to—I really want to talk about it a lot today, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, um, we're going to leave that for a few subsequent episodes, and we're going to be talking about that. We may have a surprise guest or two and uh, talk about working on the iPad exclusively uh, without the aid of a computer. Uh, I have found just just as kind of a precursor to that, I have found that more and more I prefer using the iPad pr- primarily as a writing tool as a writing tool to write uh, different articles and, and sermons and classes especially, uh, and to study from. I really love the setup, and I really love that it can go anywhere with me. So I'm going to be talking about that a little bit more and how I'm using that specifically. And I'll talk about a few iPad apps I've been uh, kind of falling in love with a little bit. Uh, but other than that, let's just go ahead and get into it. Uh, we're going to talk about my current gear, current workflows. Uh Let's just start off with what I just talked about, and that is a uh, iPad Air 2. I'm using an iPad Air 2, which is still extremely, extremely good. Uh, very, very fast. The screen is uh, amazing. It's a the regular, quote-unquote, regular size iPad. It's got the uh, 9.7-inch screen. And uh, I'm actually, because we have a bunch of iPad minis here at um, the church that we're using for a, a bunch of different things for our youth classes, and I'm using it a couple, a little bit in education here, uh, I get to use an iPad mini 3. Um, and uh, I use that primarily. I like the portability aspect of it to be able to use it uh, to preach from, to teach from. I teach a Wednesday night auditorium class where I'm up there speaking for almost just 40 minutes and have to have reference a lot of notes for that uh, as I'm speaking. So it looks pretty good. I'm using the editorial app to display my text and my notes, and it's just really, really great. And I'll talk more about the editorial app here in just a little bit. But yeah, that's the iPad Air 2 and the iPad Mini 3. Uh, I know that uh, Dale Jenkins a couple episodes back talked about him um, updating to the iPad Mini 4. And uh, just make note, if you do choose to update from your iPad mini 2 or 3 uh, to the 4, the 4 is actually, uh, I don't know how exactly how much longer, but it's a, a tad bit longer. It's wi- it's a wider iPad. And you put your iPad side by side in the Apple store and you'll see that they are actually a little bit wider. So all your cases, not going to work. I don't know if Apple did that on purpose to sell more cases and things like that. Uh, who knows what their motivations are sometimes, but 
they actually did um, improve it a lot. It's got a lot better screen on it. Um, and the uh, and you can actually do the multitasking features, which I'll talk about a little bit later, especially in our iPad episodes with split screen and multitasking and uh, doing all sorts of work, two apps side by side and things like that. So tune into the next few episodes. We'll be talking about that. Uh, I use uh, Thule or Thule, however you want to pronounce it, T-H-U-L-E, Thule Atmos cases. And those cases are absolutely phenomenal. They're semi-rugged cases. If you, they fold in on themselves, so they offer, when, they, when you fold them up and they click closed, uh, they actually give you a lot of protection all around the iPad. You could, I think I actually put my iPad on top of my car and drove around Graymere's huge parking lot here by accident and it fell off my car and the iPad was fine. The case was a little bit banged up, but the iPad was absolutely fine. And so it was absolutely wonderful. And I'm using that in conjunction with that. And obviously uh, I want to talk about gear. I want to talk about Bibles. Obviously uh, I find myself using uh, the ESV version. And like I said before, I have a goat skin leather uh, pit minion ESV Bible. Uh, that's about, it's, it's almost exactly, it's just a tad bit smaller than an iPad mini. So it works out really, really well uh, with that. And it's really, really wonderful. So um, I love the the portability aspect of those two things. Mainly I have my iPad mini and my Bible with me at all times. But when I went and need to sit down at my uh, desk to work and I want to work with split screen and different things like that, I pull out the big iPad. It's It's a luxury to have two iPads and that's extremely nerdy and not necessary, but, uh, Hey, I have them available here. Uh, I could choose to sell one of them if I really wanted to and just use one exclusively, but I find that the, the hybrid system really works for me. Uh, you may not have that luxury. You'll probably have to switch or excuse me, pick between, uh, those iPads, but highly recommend the iPad air too. It's a full size and it's still very powerful, even though it's going on two years old. I hear they're going to do a regular size iPad pro uh, next Monday at the Apple event. So that should be pretty interesting. If you're thinking about looking at an iPad, don't buy one yet. Uh, wait until after they announce on Monday, what they're going to announce. Uh, I have an iPhone six, uh, with an El Elago. I guess that's how you say it. Elago, E L A G O slim case, very cheap on Amazon to get that case. I think it was a uh, 12 bucks on Amazon. It's a very nice case. Got a very nice finish to it. It uh, gives you a little bit of protection on the front with the front lip and everything, but it doesn't obscure any kind of ports. And it's just a really great um, iPhone six case. I go for the iPhone six because I like this smaller iPhone. And uh, I actually picked up my wife's um, old 5S the other day and was kind of looking at it and kind of seeing the size. And with all this size, talking about the iPhone 5SE or whatever it's going to be called on Monday, apparently they're going to release. It's going to be the smaller size phone, except with updated specs. And that really appeals to me because I'm actually going back to this kind of smaller aspect. Uh, the iPad Pro just absolutely terrifies me to, to, to use that thing or to carry that thing around. I would almost have to leave it on a desk like a computer and then it would kind of defeat the purpose. But smaller to me is better. So I may be looking at the iPhone uh, SE or whatever it's going to be called, uh, the smaller phone, because I tend to think that uh, smaller is actually better when you're looking for more portable. Uh, I love the idea of a 6 Plus, um, but at the same time, it is just far, far too big uh, for me. I think I think we're seeing a backlash maybe in some of the bigger phones. Well, moving on, we're going to have to get to this. If we're going to stay under 30 minutes today. Obviously, I'm using a 13-inch MacBook Pro that's about a year old um, and a Thule uh, Gauntlet 13-inch MacBook Pro bag. I love this bag. I've used this bag 
uh, nonstop ever since I've had it. I've had one for about two years now. And again, that's the Thule Gauntlet 13-inch MacBook Pro bag. It form fits to your MacBook Pro. I think they have a 15-inch version as well. It's outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, then I'm using, I love to talk about this, the new Apple keyboard. It's just the thin little wedge keyboard that comes. It doesn't have a number pad on it, but it is an excellent keyboard. I've actually used it for typing on my MacBook Pro as well as my iPads because it connects via Bluetooth. It charges via Lightning, and it is absolutely excellent. So thin, so light, but the keys are just wonderful to type on. So if you're doing any kind of extended typing like I do a lot, then it really, really works out. I can actually put it in my MacBook Pro bag and it it's almost like it's not there. Pull it out, click it on, and then it syncs with whatever device I have. And uh, I can go to work and type really, really fast uh, on an iPad, which is actually really, really great. I'll talk a little bit more about that in our iPad shows coming up. I also have uh, one little foldable keyboard that I'm using called the iWorks, I-W-E-R-K-Z foldable keyboard. Uh, this one's about 20 bucks on Amazon, and it's a very nice little portable uh, foldable keyboard that I can use in a pinch sometimes, especially when I want to be really just ultra portable, when I want to take my iPad mini or just my iPad somewhere. I can use this. It's a full-size keyboard, but it's got a weird separation in the middle with the hinge because it folds up. But it's still a, the best foldable keyboard that I've uh, ever used. And um, if you've got another foldable keyboard that you like, I'd love to hear about that because I'm kind of in the market for looking at a different foldable keyboard. Uh, then I've kind of gotten into this uh, EDC craze, uh, everyday carry craze. And I'm carrying around with me right now a VanQuest PPM Slim Organizer Pouch. And I've, it's got it's just a little bitty pouch. It's almost like a, a wallet with with places to put different things, but it's a little bit bigger. And I can carry it in my cargo pocket of my pants or even in my back pocket of my blue jeans if I so choose because I keep it relatively thin. But in there, I've got a um, just a few things that I can use uh, and I use nearly almost every single day. Um, first of all is my WeatherMax all-weather notepad. And I love writing on these notepads. They're very small. They're obviously weather-resistant, you um, water-resistant to write on. You can write on in the rain. Really, really great. Uh, those are really great. I keep one at my desk, and I bought several others um, at Lowe's, I believe. Really great little pads. Also, the Field Notes brand pa um, uh, notebooks are absolutely wonderful as well. They'll fit in this uh, VanQuest PPM Slim Organizer pouch as well. I've got a Fisher Space Pen, which is obviously one of the most portable great pens out there. It's a great little ballpoint pen. I've got an Olight um, i3EOS little pen light. It's almost it's not even a pen light. It's actually a, a very, very small little nano light. That is the brightest light in the smallest package that I think I've ever seen. It'll light up an entire room and it's no bigger than your index finger. It's in fact, it's half the size of your index finger. It's all absolutely wonderful. Uh, I've got a couple of technology items in there. I've got a SanDisk Cruiser Fit uh, 64 gigabyte. This little um, USB drive is absolutely tiny uh, and it will fit. It just pokes out like a nub from your computer and it will fit a lot of stuff on there at 64 gigabytes. And it's cheap too. They're about 15 bucks a piece on Amazon. Uh, I've got a Belkin six inch lightning cable, which comes in handy uh, a ton. Uh, I've got a Jackery mini charger. Uh, it's a, just a little mini 3200 milliamp charger. It'll charge my iPhone nearly twice. It'll charge an iPad mini once. And I believe an iPad once as well. Excellent little portable battery. If you haven't looked at portable batteries yet, look at Jackery. They got some excellent stuff. Anchor 
A-N-K-E-R also has some excellent stuff as well. And while I'm talking about Anchor, they actually have a five-port USB hub that is just excellent. And it's called the IQ five-port USB hub, and it will charge five iPads at once. It's very, very powerful. I have that hooked up to a APC power supply here in my office. And uh, basically, or power supply, power um, converter, basically a big backup battery power supply that will actually charge go through like a surge protector and it will actually use that five port hub to charge all of the devices that I could ever want. And it's uh, absolutely wonderful. I don't have to fumble around with adapters anymore or multiple, uh, multiple different adapters running around. I can actually keep those at home uh, in reserve if I have to need them when I get home or anything like that. So it's really, really great. And the only addition that I'd have to that VanQuest uh, organizer pouch, it, it's wonderful. It's about, uh, I'd say it's about 15 or 20 bucks from VanQuest.com. Uh, but I have one to add to that, and that's the uh, Victronox Cadet Alox uh, Black Pocket Knife. And I've actually used this a lot recently, and it's just really, really great pocket knife. And um, the, you can't beat those Alox ones um, that, that are designed that way. They have the small SD brand as well. They have the little scissors and the tweezers and stuff inside of them. Uh, you can't beat uh, Swiss Army knives anyway, but this Swiss Army knife is absolutely wonderful. For my sound here at my desk, I have a uh, Bose SoundLink Mini. They're not cheap. They're $149, but they are the best sounding portable speaker that I've ever seen. You can turn them up and it will fill up a room with sound. It is unbelievable the amount of sound that you can get from such, such a small Bluetooth speaker. That's uh, the Bose SoundLink Mini. I'm using the Logitech MX Master Mouse because in the precise work that I do in graphic design and video, uh, I need something, a good, good mouse to do. The mouse is not cheap either. It's about 90 bucks, but man, it's programmable. It helps me get all my work done that I need to get done. It feels really, really great, and it looks really, really great. Uh, and then obviously have my Apple Watch. I don't have a custom band. Still haven't broke down and bought any kind of custom band or secondary band for that. I'm just still wearing the old black band that comes with it. Uh, but uh, apparently Apple's supposed to come out with some new cool bands, some a little bit more manly bands. I don't want to wear a blue one or a pink one or anything like that or a white one or whatever. Um, and I'd like to get away from this fluoroelastomer band stuff, and I'd like to get me kind of a NATO-style band. So hopefully they'll be coming out with them soon. But uh, the Apple Watch is still good for notifications. I still get to wear it pretty much all the time, and I found that as it got, has gotten warmer, I started uh, walking, look, working out a little bit more. helps me complete those rings. and helps me stay fit. And uh, as ministers, uh, as, as people that work in churches, we may not have uh, all the much opportunities to exercise, and this kind of encourages us to exercise just a little bit. If you don't uh, get an Apple Watch, you look into like a Fitbit or something like that that will help uh, energize and remind you and kind of motivate you uh, to work out a little bit more and to get a little bit more physically fit. I found that I feel much, much better. I'm much more productive. Uh, I sleep better at night uh, because I exercise during the day, and I do that with my wife. We go on walks with our boys, and it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, the only other everyday carry item that I have that's in my pockets is a Phoenix F-E-N-I-X PD-25 light. Uh, it's also another small light, not nearly as small as that O-Light that I mentioned, but it is an incredible, an incredible light that will literally spotlight anything that you, you will blind somebody with this little bitty light. And um, it's absolutely wonderful. It's got a bunch of different brightness settings. And so check that out. That's the Phoenix PD-25. Okay, so that is my 
gear, and we're halfway through the show here. And uh, I did want to um, kind of talk to you about some apps that I'm that I'm using, and some of them are new, some of them are not. And don't don't stick around for the end of the uh, end of the podcast because I'm going to talk about some big changes that I just in, a, in two or three apps, some big huge changes. Uh, and for some of you, I've got a bomb to drop at the end of the episode. I'm telling you, it, it's going to blow your mind what I what I have done. Um, <laughs> you you may or may not like it. You probably won't like it, uh, but that's okay. So let's kind of get into apps that I've uh, I've kind of uh, keep using or that I like to use now. Uh, and that is drafts. Drafts is where everything starts on my phone. I can jot down um, text. I can jot down a note or two about something. And I know that it's going to be there in drafts and it's going to be synced to all of my other iOS devices as well as to Dropbox. And it's just going to be a great little place for a couple of notes to reside. I can uh, start Google searches from there. I can start image searches. I can start Amazon searches from there. I can text uh, the entire church staff with just the touch of a button, not having to go into the text messaging app. Uh, I can do all sorts of things from drafts and drafts has unlimited possibilities in the things that it can do. I can add tasks to my task management app. I can do all sorts of different things. So check out drafts if you haven't. And that's for iOS only. We've been talking about Android, but that's for iOS only. And uh, it's available. Uh, and it's, I believe it's $4.99. If not, it's like $9.99 for iOS. And it's for both the uh, iPad and for the iPhone. And it's an excellent markdown editor uh, for taking notes and ca- capturing little bits of text here and there. I use editorial, uh, primarily editorial for writing, byword for writing as well. I found that byword on the Mac is absolutely excellent. Um, and uh, editorial on the iPad especially, and even on my iPhone is actually really good. I'm actually part of the beta program for editorial. Uh, and uh, it's a really great little app and they've added split screen support on the big iPad, which is absolutely excellent. So I can write in one pane and look at um, a PDF or a book or uh, uh, an internet site in the other pane. And it's just absolutely just really, really nice. Uh, you can I can display my uh, text for any classes I'm teaching, any kind of thing. You can up ramp up the text size or ramp down the text size, whatever you prefer. And I love that you can change uh, the the text size in that. I had kind of championed Apple Notes for a while. I had talked about Apple Notes and, and told you that, hey, yeah, Apple Notes is great. Well, I've since moved away from Apple Notes for just a few reasons. And one of them is that the Mac app doesn't have a way to change the, the text size to be bigger. It's so small on the Mac app. And it really looks great. And I love the way that it handles links and, and uh, other different things like checklists and, and rich text and stuff. But... At the same time, I just could not deal with the fact that it didn't, you couldn't change the font size. So I needed to be able to change that font size because my eyes are just not getting any better. And I'm sure that if you're older than I am, I'm, I'm sitting pretty here at 34 years old and I do wear glasses. But if you are, if you have, if you see, if you read Bibles or if you're anything like that, you need to have a little bit bigger text, a little bit way to change the text. And you know, Apple Notes just didn't do that. Now, I still use Apple Notes for a limited amount of things, but not nearly as much as I had before. So if they um, put in a new option, if they update it to put in a new option to change those texts and to, to change out some of that, I will, I will be back with Apple Notes, I believe, because it's a wonderful, wonderful platform. Uh, I have since started using for email on my iOS devices, uh, Spark. Uh, I use Inbox within the browser um, from Google on uh, on the Mac, 
But uh, when I'm out and about on my iPad or my iPhone, it's always going to be Spark now because Mailbox has been discontinued, sadly. And I know several of you have written to me about um, how upset you were about that. But uh, Mailbox was run by Dropbox and they just have shut it down. And so they're not supporting it anymore. But Spark by Riedel is actually a really, really great email client. They've got a smart inbox feature uh, that can bundle your emails, show you what's most important, what's come in recently at the top. Uh, and it looks really great as well. I also use Documents by Riedel uh, for document control. Uh, I use that for eBooks. I'm a member of the um, whatever it is the plan for Start to Finish the oh the Books for Life program for Start to Finish, and um, I get all the e the eBooks for that. I get the the Kindle files plus I get all the uh, PDFs, and I throw those PDFs into Dropbox. I can access any kind of those services. I can access those from Documents by Riedel. And I can do that split screen and I can study and look at those books and take notes and do different things. And it's just a really, really great documents uh, manager. And you can download it to your device to keep it locally on your device so that you don't have to have it um, to, you know, look at. You don't have to have an Internet connection to look at it later. Uh, also, by Riedel, I also use Calendars 5. Riedel just has a bunch of uh, great apps, and I use three of them right there on my home screen, and Calendars 5 is one of them. And the main reason that I prefer Calendars 5 over the very popular Fantastical on iOS uh, is because of one simple thing, and that is when I open the app and I want to see the month view, I want to be able to see what those events are. I can turn it landscape. I can see a little bit more information about what those events are because it's got little blocks that say that. On Fantastical, all it's got is little dots that have no text in them, doesn't tell you what is in there. It just gives you a list below. And while Fantastical may be a bit prettier, I find Calendars 5 uh, much more functional. Uh, so Calendars 5 by Riedel is what I trust in. I've been using an app also for authorization purposes and two-factor authentication and passwords and different things like that called Authy, A-U-T-H-Y. And that allows you to sign into different services and have uh, keys to different services and two-factor authentication. You should check that out, Authy. As well as 1Password, I could not not mention 1Password. 1Password is my saving grace, and I tend to use it more and more, I think, every single day. And uh, I have something like 400 passwords saved in it. Uh, I deal with a lot of people who have a lot of different accounts, who have a lot of different GoDaddy accounts and web accounts and different things like that. And I cannot write those down to keep track of them. And so 1Password does all that for me. And it has an auto uh, password generator that you can generate really great passwords. It'll give you the password strength notification right there. Uh, it's just really, really great. It is worth every penny that uh, you pay for it. They go on sale sometimes, so check out 1Password.com or AgileBits.com, and you can check out some sales for them as well. 1Password is its the greatest, it really is, for password management. It's the only thing I want to use. Now we're getting into the bots a little bit. I use TweetBot, um, TweetBot um, and it is my Twitter client of choice. Not really too much there, but it allows you to manage multiple accounts, um, it doesn't allow you like Buffer to send out timed tweets or anything like that, but it's still one of the prettiest and the best uh, iOS apps for Twitter out there that I think. I use CalcBot. CalcBot, a lot of people lo love PCalc. I can't really get into PCalc for some reason, but CalcBot is actually really great. It's made by the same people that make TweetBot, and it is uh, absolutely wonderful uh, just to use as a calculator when you need a calculator on your on your phone, and I find that I'm using that more and more. 
the next one is ScanBot. It's actually not made by the last two guys, but ScanBot is actually a really pretty and great looking scanning app for your iPhone. You can scan documents, you can scan uh, book pages, letters and stuff and OCR that text and have it go straight to your Dropbox. That's a wonderful, wonderful app. And that's ScanBot. Um, another app that I've found that I'm using that's really, really great that I paid for, I believe I paid uh, 10 bucks for it. It's called Copied. And basically, if I copy some text on my phone, it will sync with my Mac and it will be- make that text um, appear on my Mac as well. It's a menu bar app, uh, vice versa as well. If I copy some text on my Mac, it can appear via iCloud on my phone as well. And that goes for links, that goes for pictures, that goes for text, that goes for a lot of different things. And I find that very, very useful uh, a lot. And it's a very, very cool app. That's called Copied. Uh, another one I'm using is uh, for weather to look at weather is called Weather Nerd, and uh, it's appropriately named. It's got a little cloud with the uh, the nerd glasses on it. I believe it's maybe two bucks. It's a great uh, app, and it uses 14 different kinds of weather data points to pull out uh, different weather. And I found it to be very accurate, uh, and it's really really good little app. It's called Weather Nerd. Uh, and the app I've been using on my iPad and iPhone lately uh, to watch YouTube videos, um, which I tend to do more and more, which is kind of strange, but um, I tend to be turning to YouTube more and more for entertainment uh, and for uh, instructional purposes, especially like if you want to look up the Bible Project on YouTube. That's a really, really cool channel if you haven't found that, the Bible Project. They have some excellent videos up there that they've been doing recently. But the app I'm talking about is called ProTube, and I don't exactly know how this app exists, and uh, I don't know how YouTube lets it, you know exist, but it basically does everything that the YouTube uh, app does not. It lets you play picture in picture. It lets you get out of the app and play, uh, keep playing the video. You can hear the audio from the video in the background, just like you can on a music app. Uh, but it's just a really great little YouTube app and it's a, it's cleverly designed. It's got some parallax features in it. I'm not too crazy about the typography in the app, but uh, I can get over that. Uh, It's a great app. You can do everything that you can do in the YouTube app and maybe even a little bit more. So check that out. And it goes actually split screen and uh, stuff like that. None of Google's apps do that quite yet, except for Chrome. So that's ProTube. Then I use Instagram. Uh, I have used Instagram more and more and more. I've gotten into Instagram a lot because I follow a lot of uh, EDC stuff, a lot of knife stuff, a lot of scripture stuff, a lot of my friends that post, and uh, I follow Instagram a lot. And I use an app called Flow on the iPad, uh, which is actually a really great, nicely designed app uh, that looks really great. It's very minimalistic, and it lets you just see your content, your pictures right there. So that's called Flow. Uh, I use Safari for browsing, and primarily I use that for the iCloud sync. So I can click on that little iCloud icon on my desktop if I've been searching something on my phone, and it'll pop up right there and say, Chad Lemon's iPhone, and I've got this tab open, and I can open it up right on my Mac. That's the primary reason, but for one, it just ties in with the system very well. Anytime I'm going to click on a link, unless it's in the in-app browser, it's going to be opening in Safari. So I just kind of tend to use the default browser on um on the iOS devices. Uh, the next one I used uh, in the last one, obviously for iOS that I'm going to talk about is overcast and overcast just had a fantastic update. And I would, I, I would encourage you to pay the $12 a year. It's $1 a month to support Marco Arment in developing this app. Yes, I know he doesn't need any more money because he's probably super famous and super rich anyway, but 
he made some fantastic updates to the app. It's got a dark mode with a different font on it now. Uh, it sounds so much better. Um, he did some audio equalization stuff. I don't even understand what he did, but of course you kind of pay for the smart speed features and the voice boost and it just audio podcasts just sound much, much better in the app now. And it's just a really, really great, just keeps getting better and better. Uh, that's on version 2.5 now. And so get overcast and pay, become a patron subscriber and you can, um, pay him $12 a year and $1 a month. And man, it is just, it's wonderful. Like I said before, I use copied on the Mac and it's a really great app as well. I want to talk about four um, apps on the Mac that I'm using. One that I'm using right now that I'm looking at right this second is called Audio Hijack and it's $49. But let me tell you, if you record, if you're trying to set up a podcast interface to record podcasts with you talking to a guest from Skype or record anything, uh, from audio from your computer, recording from Skype, recording from an app, recording from a song, recording from an external microphone, uh, recording from your microphone on your headphones. Audio Hijack is absolutely wonderful. If you go to their website, uh, rogamoeba.com, that's the name of the developer, and you click on the the, the um, video to watch it and you see this app in action, you will you will literally have, in 10 seconds, you will be saying, take my money. Because if you work with any kind of audio, this this gets the frustration out of it completely. And, uh, my friend Eric Gray, uh, talks about how he's, you, you've got to kind of work with it and you can do a lot of different things with it. But at the same time, it is an extremely powerful app and it's what I'm recording with right now. It's absolutely wonderful. Uh, that's audio hijack. Another one that I'm using that I love is called unclutter for Mac. And, uh, it basically what it is, it's a menu bar app, but you go up to the top of your menu bar on your Mac and you scroll down with two fingers like you're scrolling down on a website and suddenly there's a huge drawer that comes out. And on that drawer, you've got a couple of different things. You've got, um, well, let, me, let me actually just do it right here. You've got a clipboard history on the left. You've got any files that you want to attach to the middle of the thing. And then you've got notes that you can actually pin notes to the side of that as well. So it's actually a clipboard manager, a file manager, and kind of a little drawer. Think of it as a top drawer that you never have to see unless you come, go to the top of the screen and pull down with two fingers uh, on your own. It's absolutely wonderful. That's called unclutter. Um, the other one I've, uh, really come to, um, use a lot since I leave my computer at the office 99% of the time is called screens. Screens is an, a VNC app that will let you kind of tunnel into your computer, uh, as long as it's connected to the internet and you can use it on your iPad. So I can actually tunnel into my computer on my iPad, uh, from home to the office if I ever needed to get to that and get anything done on that. I can check on files. Most of the time I'm like crunching videos that take hours and hours and hours. And I'll want to uh, check on those videos and check the status of those videos and everything. So I'll just log into my computer and it uh, actually lets me look at those. And it's really, really, really nice. That's called Screens. And you can get the app for your iPad or iPhone. And you can also get it for the Mac as well. Set it up. It's pretty easy to set up and it's pretty easy to tunnel into your individual computers. And there's no limit to how many different machines that you can log on to and you can control right from your iPad. It's really, really nice. The other app that I want to talk about for Mac is awesome. It is awesome and it's called Condense. And let me tell y'all something. This app is, I don't know how it does what it does, but it is amazing. It takes, basically it's a utility, a menu bar utility, and it takes this and it allows you to take any image 
anything basically that you can crop on your screen that has text in it and it will make that clipboard text. It will make that text like say you got an image of a book. Uh, that you've got old scanned documents of books that you want to take. Well, you take your crosshairs and you go right over it and it OCRs the text for you right there. Optical character recognition OCRs the text right there for you, takes it a second or two, and all of a sudden you've got a paragraph of text that you can copy and paste and put anywhere you want. It's magic. It's absolutely wonderful. And so uh, I would encourage you to look at Condense for Mac. Absolutely wonderful. So as we're getting to our time limit here, I want to talk about the last three changes that, I, that I've been talking about. I have been wrestling, first of all, before I drop the bomb here, I have been wrestling a lot between going back between Pocket and uh, Instapaper, my two Read It Later services. Uh, Pocket has a lot of advantages. It ties in with um, If It, um, If This Then That. It ties in with all sorts of different services. It's a little bit prettier. Uh, but then the thing that brought me back to Instapaper was simply this, the fact that I can also tie it into if it, if this, then that. And I can also, any changes that I make, uh, any kind of thing, I can point anything that I want to from any article. So if I highlight, for instance, I've got it set up right now. If I highlight something in an article that maybe I want to use in a class or a sermon or something like that, it will highlight that, put that into a text file and drop it in my Dropbox. And that text automatically becomes, you know, it logs it. It has the time and date and the name of the article and the link to the article and things like that. But that to me is invaluable. Uh, I can log. It, Instapaper seems like it's just built more for sharing text, for making sure that you can get the text that you want where you want it to go. And so that that feature right there is what what brought me back to Instapaper. So that's not necessarily a change, but that's one of the things that I flirted around with Pocket for a few months and now I'm back on Instapaper. The other big change is I'm using an app. We're talking about workflows and uh, gear here, but I'm using an app called Workflow. And Workflow is a awesome iOS app. I don't know, again, I don't know how this app exists because it can do so much stuff. Uh, you can do stuff on iOS, and this allows you to do stuff on iOS that you never could do before. I would invite you to go to workflow.is and check out Workflow. It is an awesome app and some awesome young developers that have made it. You can do a ton of stuff, especially on your phone. You can do a ton of stuff with this app. And I, I'm thinking about having an episode directly um, related just to this app because it's so powerful and it can do so many things. So that's Workflow. And the last thing I want to talk about, very last thing I want to talk about is my to-do list app. Now, the bomb I'm about to drop, I hope that you uh, don't get mad at me and you can send your send all your hate mail to um, to Eric Gray. No, send all your uh, hate mail, <laughs> I guess, to me, because I'm telling you all right now, I have changed to do list apps. I have been an um, OmniFocus user for, well, for as long as I can remember. Um, I settled on OmniFocus several years ago and have been using it ever since, but I've never been 100% happy with it. The app that I've found that I am 100% happy with is called ToDo. Number two, D-O. That's it. This is an old app. This is one of the first apps uh, that had come out for the iPhone. It has been constantly updated. It has been constantly refined. When you look at it, it looks a lot more complex than OmniFocus, but it's not. 
Um, in fact, to do is perfect for me because it allows me to scale what I'm doing. I go through these waves of busyness and I have lots of projects going on at sometimes, and then I don't have hardly any projects going on at sometimes. And so I need something that is big for me when I need it to be big and small for me when I need it to be small. And to do does that for me. OmniFocus didn't. OmniFocus was the equivalent of, uh, you know, killing a, a, a fly with a fire hose. It, it was just way too much. I didn't need when I'm, when I just needed a small to-do list and it's, it just was not small enough for me. It was always wanting to be big and me assign projects and all those other different things like that. And it's a, it's still a fantastic app. And if you're still using it, then more power to you. But I'm telling you what I have found is that to do is a little bit better designed for me. Uh, it allows me to manage what I need to manage better. I have all of my projects in a tab on the left side of the screen. Um, it allows me to set due dates. It allows me to set alarms for those different things, just like I would, but it allows more customization on those different things. And then if, I, if I don't need all that customization, it doesn't show that to me. And so to do is where I'm at right now. I've been using it ever since the first of the year. I'm very happy with it. They do have a Mac app. Uh, they do have uh, iOS apps, obviously. They do have an Android app, but it is still based upon kind of an older design. Um, I'd invite you to look at To Do. It's a little bit cheaper than OmniFocus, but I'm telling you, man, it is a wonderful to-do list manager, and it uh, it allows me to work and uh, do manage and see things more at a glance that I want to be able to see. Uh, so that's that's where I'm at with all my workflows. That's where I'm at with all of my gear. If you've got any questions for me, please let me know. Check me out on Twitter, twitter.com slash Chad Landman or twitter.com slash ministry bits. You can respond to either one of those. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash ministry bits. Uh, and uh, send me your comments, send me your feedback. Let's have a prayer and then we'll end our show today. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you've blessed us with. Thank you so much for all the wonderful things that we can use to uh, further your kingdom and our churches and do the things that we need to do to glorify you. Lord, please help us to never lose sight of doing your will. Even when uh, we see all this technology that we can use, please help us to use this technology to always benefit to your glory. We thank you so much for the positions that you've placed us in. We thank you so much for our leaders. We thank you so much for our wives, our husbands, and uh, our spouses uh, equally, Lord. And we thank you so much for all of them. We thank you so much for everything that you've given us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray this prayer. Amen. You can find uh, the list of things that I mentioned in this podcast. You can find that at chadl.co slash mbits slash 046. And uh, make sure to, to find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash ministrybits. And then obviously I just mentioned Facebook as well, facebook.com slash ministrybits. Send me a message, send me an email, uh, whatever you want, connect with me and I'll see what we can do to answer your questions. And I'm going to be answering, I'm going to be having some episodes here coming up where we're going to talk about the iPad and then we're going to answer some questions. Um, some questions not necessarily about the iPad, but some general listener questions. I appreciate you all so much listening. Thank you so much. Go out and have a blessed week.